The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news, a child and one adult are in a San Antonio hospital this morning after a carbon monoxide poisoning in northwest Austin. Travis County EMS saying they may not make it. Eight people in total exposed overnight along with the child and adult. One teenager is in a hospital in Austin. The rest were treated at the scene. This is a growing concern this morning as families continue to try and stay warm, many of them on day three without electricity. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. Carbon monoxide is an odorless and tasteless gas that can make you very sick, even be deadly. Sadly, we see these poisonings go up as people try to use their heaters, their cars, ovens, and other gas devices to stay warm. The most common symptoms of poisoning are headache, dizziness, weakness, upset stomach, vomiting, chest pain, and confusion. If you think you are experiencing any of this CO poisoning, you want to go outside, get fresh air, and call 911 immediately. Going in depth, at least 420 people die in the U.S. each year from accidental CO poisoning. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control. There are more than 100,000 visits to the ER for it. First warning weather with meteorologist Rich Siegel. A very pleasant good morning to you on this Friday morning. Kristen has the morning off. We start out with just a few issues with visibility in portions of Lano and in San Seba. San Seba visibility down to two and a half miles. Lano at four. There is no precipitation to talk about this morning, and that is certainly good news. The rain left late last night. Temperatures are mostly in the low to mid 30s at this hour. We have a few upper 30s in parts of Lee and Fayette counties, as well as in the southern part of Caldwell County, where a few degrees higher this morning uh, versus where we were yesterday at this time. We've got a north wind on the whole at around 5 to 10 miles an hour. Speeds will pick up a little bit during the afternoon, but it feels like we've got some mid-20s wind chill out at Mason. Feels like 25 there, 28 at Blanco. That 35 feels like 31 at Camp Mabry. We're going to warm nicely today. The swarming trend begins how long it lasts as well. We'll take a look at the weekend outlook. Thank goodness we finally reached that, and you deserve this weekend that we're going to forecast for you. But we do have another chance of rain, but it's not this weekend. We'll detail when that happens, too. All of that and a little more coming up in First Morning Weather. Sally, Tom. Actually, Rich, I'm going to oh, take over from here. Good morning. Good morning and happy Friday. We have made it. This week has felt like a long year, hasn't it? But guess what? A lot of our friends, they are still without power. My house is without power. I know a lot of you out there are still dealing with some very cold homes. So check on your friends, check on those who are vulnerable and may not have as big of a community as some of us who are fortunate enough to have friends constantly checking on them. Okay, when I signed off yesterday, there were still patches of ice along I-35. This is our TxDOT camera right at 290. So happy to see that that has melted as we start off this Friday morning. We're not seeing any big crashes or anything like that. I think the roads are still going to be relatively quiet, but they will definitely be busier today. Thankfully, they will be safer from the standpoint of any slick roads, ice, that sort of thing. The trees, the limbs, that will still be an issue and still be mindful. We could still have some spots where the traffic lights might be dark. I know that was a big priority yesterday for emergency officials around the city getting those repaired, though. Sally, Tom. Thank you, Erica. 4.33 is your time this morning, and Austin Energy crews are out again this morning. They've been out there overnight, but they still face a mountain of issues. The number of Austin Energy customers without power is still pretty high. It is still at nearly 24% of customers who do not have power. 
people without frustrated with how the utility has handled communications. KXAN's Dylan McKim live in Austin where crews are making repairs right now. Good morning, Dylan. Good morning, Tom and Sally. The area we are in right now, I'm on Woodview Avenue, just north of Hancock Drive. This area has not had power for more than 49 hours. This outage is impacting about 2,300 customers. And let me just show you the work right now. It's being done here by Austin Energy and a tree service group here. As you can see, there is a crew member right there just in front of our car who uh, seems to be doing something with this power line right here. But I want to switch the camera up to our rooftop camera. We're in uh, night vision here mode right here. But if we just scan, just to show you the scale of this crew here, as you can see, that's the guy right there in front of us with that pole working on that light pole above the street. And if you go to the right here, you will see these tree service crews here, those cherry pickers. They have been out here, and we've been following this crew for about half an hour, guys. They're out here trimming the branches that are around these power lines here again this area has not had power for more than 49 hours Austin Energy initially said power would be restored within 2012 to 24 hours but during a press conference yesterday they said they wouldn't be able to provide a specific time Sajit Nair lost power Wednesday morning and went about 36 hours without it he said he was frustrated with the lack of communication from Austin Energy you can't give an answer to what is happening to the people so that they can make informed decisions, which is disappointing. All I expect them to do is they message back and say, we don't think we can fix it in the next few days. Uh, please make plans accordingly. Even if they do that, right? Just that, I can book a hotel anywhere and go. While Austin Energy did, did send out updates on Twitter, customers are saying it isn't enough. They say it needs to be more transparent and give more accurate information. And guys, you can see the crew actually finishing up work here. They were up here before we went live. They had that cherry picker up in this tree and we just pan up and they had an electric saw. They were cutting down some branches. They cut down quite a few branches from that tree. And you can see the Austin Energy crews out here as well. They are working to restore power, but again, People who are living here in this area up on Woodview, right near Burnett, uh, Burnett and Hancock Drive, without power for more than 49 hours, and it continues. I'm, I'm, you, you would know. They're, they're looking for some relief. It's been no heat, no electricity for 49 hours, and hopefully they can get the power on pretty soon around here. Tom, Sally. It's been a painful few days for a lot of folks in Austin. Thank you so much, Dylan. Right now, we know almost 134,000 Austin Energy customers are without power. 21,000 Pertinales Electric customers. And that organization, PEC, says it also doesn't have a time estimate on restoration. It says that is because it's seen a high volume of isolated outages. PEC covers parts of the Hill Country along with parts of Travis and Hayes County. Encore has about 34,000 customers affected. It says... One of its most affected areas is Taylor. It's up in Williamson County. It also covers parts of Bastrop. It also does not have an estimate on when the power is going to be restored. Many students are not going to have class again today, and it has nothing to do with the icy roads. Some schools just don't have enough electricity. They don't have any power. Round Rock ISD and Austin ISD say about 20 campuses still do not have power. And many schools are unsafe because of the downed trees and tree limbs. There's debris blocking routes the way kids would walk to school. And we're keeping a full list of the updated information for you right now on our website, kxan.com.
Austin's mayor and city council members want to hear from Austin Energy about its response to the winter storm. A date for a meeting hasn't been finalized, but it could be as early as next Tuesday. We're waiting to see. City leaders say they want a better idea, better understanding of what worked and what didn't as we move forward. Governor Abbott is urging Texans to report ice storm damage. It's the ice accumulation in the area that resulted in those broken tree branches, and those tree branches fell on power lines, causing the widespread outages. Governor sent us a statement saying, quote, as communities across the state begin to recover, Texans who have experienced property damage to their homes and businesses as a result of this winter weather event are encouraged to report it through the iStat survey. I thank all of our utility workers to restore power in their communities and our emergency response personnel who are continuing to help their fellow Texans as they begin to move forward. Capital Metro plans to go back to its regular service today. The only service that will not be available to people is the Metro Rail. Crews had to restore power to 16 crossings and seven signals. And they also have to clear storm debris along the 32 mile route from Leander to downtown Austin. The investigation into shots fired near a Pflugerville grocery store. And the ice we saw this week, historic. We are talking with Jim Spencer, who knows a thing or two about Austin weather, to look at how this compares. Welcome back. This is a live look from our camera traveling throughout Austin. One of the more than 100 crews working to restore power throughout Austin. Uh, and if you are without it, you are uh, certainly in our thoughts, maybe watching on our live stream, possibly listening to our podcast this morning. We appreciate you being here with us on KXAN News today. There are several unanswered questions still this morning after police received call about shots being fired outside a Fleurville Target store. Yeah, this was yesterday at night. It still happened in the late night hours at the Stonehill Town Center near SH 45 and 130 Toll Road. We are waiting to hear back from Pflugerville PD about the situation. But what we do know is that this was an isolated incident, they tell us, and no danger to the public. No injuries were reported. Still ahead, we are talking with Jim Spencer about how this historic weather compares with other ice storms. Houston, Texas introduced their new head coach, and they got one of their own to try to turn things around. I've got more on that coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Welcome back. Austin has not seen this much ice as we did this week since le at least 2007. Meteorologist Nick Bannon talked with Jim Spencer for an in-depth look back at that storm and how historic this week's ice really is. All right, here with Jim Spencer, pulled over in a safe place, traveling now that the uh, roads are improved. Jim, you're a forecaster here at KXN for 30 years. Put this whole several day ice storm in some historical context for us, please. Well, I'll tell you this month, I cannot recall in the 32 years now that I've been uh, at KXAN, of course, not a lot the last couple of years, but um, I cannot recall an ice event like this within the city limits of Austin in which so much ice accumulated our lines, not even one. We've had some ice storms, yes. We've had some bad ones, maybe worse ones. 
uh, toward the hill country. But in the city, I do not recall an ice storm since I started back in 1990 that puts this much ice across such a wide area of uh, Austin and caused so much uh, tree damage and had such widespread impact. And I'm certain, uh, and I think I heard it on our broadcast earlier, that in terms of power outages, I think this may be the worst we've ever seen. Now, 2021, obviously, that was a grid failure, right? In terms of power outages across the city, um, I think this may be the worst ice storm impact uh, on record from at least my, my recollection back to 30 plus years. The uh, National Weather Service, we've been talking to them about any ice storms of record that may in some ways be comparable. They've floated 2007 in January and then February of 2003 as ice storms that uh, may have caused I don't want to say the same amount of problems, but, you know, significant icing uh, those two times. Do you remember those much? Absolutely. Um, and each storm is different and has its own uh, unique characteristics. But the 07 and 03 icing events, I don't think are going to measure up to this one in terms of, uh, again, the widespread nature of the accumulation and the actual damage that they did in 07. Austin was shut down and paralyzed for three days. But most of that uh, was because of ice slash sleet slash snow accumulation on the roads. Uh, and you just couldn't drive. And so everybody was stuck at home uh, for two straight days for sure. And, and a big chunk of four days uh, back in uh, 07. But again, the difference being some sleet and snow was included. It wasn't all freezing rain. We just don't get just freezing rain down here very often. I mean, this is very, very uh, rare. In terms of overall impact across our city, I have not seen an ice storm like this one in my 32 years now, technically, with KXAN. And hopefully we don't again. Man, I, <laughs> we how many more weather extremes can we take? At one, We get one a season now, it seems like. This is just really a uh, too much. I've got a limb on my roof, but who knows when they're going to be able to come and, and take that down because they have probably 100,000 calls backed up, Nick. Yeah, it's certainly been uh, historic. Rich, you remember it the same way back in 07? Yes, I do. We had, as Jim said, snow and sleet. That's the big difference yeah. from um, what we had in the last couple of days. We now are turning our attention to sunshine. Good. Oh, we and deserve it. We really do. <laughs> and you deserve this weather that we have for you today and on into the weekend, too. We start with a live look at the radar just so that you can see we have no frozen precipitation, no liquid precipitation. We are dry, just a little fog up in some of San Saba and Llano counties, and that's the some extent of any significant weather that we have. All right, temperatures yesterday did get above freezing. Our high temperatures peaking in the upper 30s to low 40s. 40 at Camp Mabry, did you know that we went 66 hours with uh, temperatures at freezing or below 66 consecutive? That ended at 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. That pales in comparison to what happened in February 20. 
2021, and that's the last time you'll see those numbers. All right, current temperatures uh, and the 20s and 30s now will gradually warm, and most of our highs this afternoon will be in the upper half of the 40s to low 50s. A much warmer day today, but still below normal. In the morning, we'll find upper 20s to low 30s. I think this number for Austin is a bit too low. I'm going 32 for our low temperature tomorrow morning, and then we'll be in the upper 50s, and some of us will be around 60 to 62. The models, again, having a bit of a difficult time getting a grip on things, and then we'll all be in the 70s as we get to Sunday afternoon and likely on Monday as well. All right, so what scattered clouds we're seeing right now will gradually thin to the sunshine that we'll have during the afternoon hours. And very lovely day today. A clear sky this evening, and then we will see a few scattered clouds tomorrow morning. A partly cloudy sky for tomorrow afternoon. Then we'll see sunshine after some morning clouds on Sunday. We'll end the weekend with a mostly sunny sky. We may also be dealing with a little more fog tomorrow morning, although now the model updates and showing as much as it was about two hours ago. So maybe getting through tomorrow without any fog as well. Winds will be gusty into the mid and upper teens at best through the morning tapering by the afternoon and then we'll find lower wind speeds as we get into tomorrow from the first morning weather center sunshine for the afternoon a north wind at 5 to 15 your high this afternoon 52 mostly clear this evening i'm going 32 for the overnight low with a light north wind tomorrow 61 with a partly cloudy sky 70 and sunshine on sunday 75 partly cloudy on monday Chances of rain go up as we get into Tuesday and Wednesday, tapering by Thursday. We'll go from a high of 70 Tuesday to the mid-60s on Wednesday with rain chances tapering by Thursday morning. We'll get a check of another look at the weather when we return in just a little bit. But right now, we want to get you another check of traffic. And here's Erica. And good morning. Happy Friday. We have made it. I hope that that uh, power at your home, your friends' homes, gets restored quickly. Hey, if it hasn't, we're reaching that point, uh, days of just no power, no heat. Uh, they could be getting cold where they may not think that they need help. They may think that they're okay. Go get them. If you know someone that is still sitting in the cold, go snatch them and get them somewhere warm. Get them some hot soup, that sort of thing. Get them feeling better because it's too long to be sitting in the cold at this point. So just a heads up, not sure exactly when power will be back on. It's still off at my house. Uh, so you just got to be careful this morning. And if you can reach those friends that maybe have not left, uh, go go help them out. Right now, things are very quiet. We are off to a quiet start as far as traffic is concerned. Not seeing icing on the road. That has melted, thankfully. 290 near I-35. The flyover is back to normal. So we'll definitely see people getting out and uh, thawing out, if you will, enjoying some of that sunshine that arrives today. While it's pretty quiet, just want to show you how things look currently. There may still be some spots where you don't have traffic lights working, so just be mindful of that. Still treat that as a four-way stop. There is a crash at Clayton Lane and Sheridan Avenue. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. The Houston Texans are hoping their revolving door of head coaches is coming to an end for a while as they go get one of their own. D'Amico Ryans, who started his NFL career in Houston, started every game he played at linebacker for six seasons, and now six years removed from an assistant coaching start to his post-NFL career. He is back in Houston as their head coach. It's a dream job because I'm here home in H-Town. It's a dream job, right? I get to work with Nick, with Kyle, to build this team the right way. Right, we have a, a young a young team. Right, we have a lot of draft capital. We're we're excited to add 
even more talent to the team that we have. And I, it's a dream job because we can win here. Yeah, and they have won there. They won back-to-back division titles. And then since then, three straight losing seasons, putting together a staff as priority number one. And then what do you do with the draft? Right now, they have the second overall pick in the draft. Back to you. Roger, thank you. Businesses, uh, business rather at the Texas Capitol has largely stopped this week as the ice storm closed offices and kept a lot of members in their districts. Yeah, we know the situation is improving slowly, but you shouldn't expect to see progress on any key legislation right away. KXAN's Ryan Chandler explains why the first months of session are often this slow. The pump and the promises. Texas Senate will raise your homestead exemption to $70,000, which will save you thousands and of then, dollars over the lifetime. And then, silence. And it's going to be a little worse than anticipated, so we are going to have to adjust our schedule for the week. Budget talks in the Texas Senate stalled this week, along with most other key offices, putting all the legislative business on hold. As this nearly empty rotunda will tell you, this is rarely a busy time for the legislature, rain or shine. In fact, bills can't even move anywhere for another five weeks from now. And that's not a fluke. That's a feature. We really do only have 140 days to do this, 90 days of activity, and that requires a, a level of consensus building that doesn't take place in the rest of the world. Harvey Kronberg has covered the legislature since 1989, and he says this isn't out of the ordinary. In fact, this lull in activity that the Texas Constitution requires until March is a time to build bridges. We uh, go from about zero to 30 after the everybody's sworn in, and then on day 60, which is right around filing deadline, the bill filing deadline, we go from 30 to 120 miles an hour. So while it may seem like things are frozen here, it's not because of the ice. That was Ryan Chandler reporting for us. The bill filing deadline is March 10th. After that, all bills can start moving through the process. Before that, lawmakers can work on bills relating to Governor Abbott's emergency items. He'll announce those in the State of the State Address, which is happening on February 16th. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.